it, it'll be it, it 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 doesn't matter that this is two hours long. You give everyone has a month to listen to it. a book club podcast about the books by Tamara Pierce. I'm Risa. And I'm Ariana. And we're the Tortal Sisters, and this is the intro. Okay, so what book did we read this month, sister? Well, this month, we went kind of back to our roots um, by going back to, you know, night training um, in <laughs> the first of the Protector of the Small series, First Test. How do we feel about this book? I really like it. I love there this There is nothing, um, like, I, we will just start with boilerplate, yeah. Like, overall, honestly, like, is it, like, a fantastical feat? No. But is it a, just a really good, well-told story? Yes. Yeah, it's really well-structured, is what I'll say. While we were writing the synopsis, I was like, wow, this is so much easier than any of the past books. <laughs> because every chapter has a nice structure and like a beginning and end to it. And yeah. it ends up being very slice of life for this book. Mm -hmm. um, the, the other books. I, I, I am a huge fan of fantasy uh, slice of life. Yes, Because completely. that is my jam. Treating yeah. it like everything's just normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love that about this. Actually, this series is really good about that. Where we get to learn about like everyday people in this world. And that's yeah. the thing about Kel is that she is really an everyday person she's still a noble but she's not a noble noble her yeah. family were merchants and they were given um i feel what? like we should start with the you know well they don't talk about that in this book but i just want to say one of the reasons why i really like the series is because her family were merchants and then they were given um duke no no yeah, uh, no he's not the baron no baron baron barony it's a barony um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a barony, because he's Baron Piers. Baron Piers? Okay. Yes. He's... Now, are we saying Piers, or are we saying Pierce? I was saying Piers. Okay, that's what I say in my head, but I, probably because that's how you said it to me, and therefore yeah. that was my first... But yeah, so, and they're diplomats, so the whole thing is that, like, Alana was chosen by a goddess, and she's got the bluest of blue blood. Dane was literally a demigoddess, right? Um, and now Kel is just someone. She's just a person. And yeah. that makes me love her so much more. Like, I love Alana and Dane. They're fantastic. But Kel is, like, the, a warrior of the people. <laughs> she really, like, as, as dorky as that sounds, she absolutely is. Be like, she, she is... One of my the ins my inspirations for um, just just the way this whole thing is she, she she's one of my inspirations for not destined but determined you know yes it's like uh, no she doesn't have some great fantastical destiny that's been assigned to her by the gods that we know of um, I like, mean we get once we get to the third book she we get into it but otherwise it's just because she willed it so and she's the first of these of these uh, ladies we've read about that um, yeah didn't have magic yeah and it's like and she doesn't I, have that extra boost that the others have but she so we get to see her connection to everything from like a natural point that, yeah. that's it it feels like you're more in it because everything is so like 
Well, pro also probably because um, I've been playing Skyrim. <laughs> so I think that like atmosphere has been sort of in my brain. <laughs> so yeah, okay. But do, yeah. We want, do, uh, do we want to get into the synopsis then? Yes. Okay, so this book is weird because we had 11 chapters and no epilogue, as opposed yeah. to all of the other ones, which have had 10 chapters and an epilogue. So one of which had a prologue. That yeah. was bazongers. This, that fucked me up. I got to chapter 10 and I was like, wow, this is going to be a really long chapter. And then it, there was a chapter 11 and I was, <laughs> my mind was blown. Okay. <laughs> so um, starting with chapter one. Ten years after King Jonathan had proclaimed that girls could earn their knight's shield, one had finally taken them up on it. The king meets with Lady Alana and Lord Wilden, the training master, to discuss the situation. Lord Wilden only agrees for the girl, Kelladry of Mindelin, to come to the castle for training under two conditions. That she go through a year of probation, and that Lady Alana not be allowed to interact with the girl. Jonathan agrees, and Alana storms out, saying she will find work away from the castle on her own. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I love that scene, because the end of it was like, Jonathan and, and Lord Wilden looked at each other, wondering if they had ever heard Alana speak to him like that. It's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and considering the ways we know how she has spoken to him in the past, it's like, yeah. oh, so this was, like, the most severe. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, like... Lord Wilden with the second point of keeping Lord, I understand Lord Wilden saying that Alana can't be a part of it because Alana, you know, people are, are talking about how Alana obviously slept her way through her knighthood and or she used magic, magic her way, yeah. you know, um, people helped her cheat. So it does make sense. Honestly, that is for Kel's benefit. It is. That he does that. Oh, that is I, I one overall thing from this book. I understood Wilden so much better this time around. I was like, as an adult, yeah, yeah, as an adult, it's like, oh no, he's still he's a, he's like he's a he sexist is being fuck, fair, but, but like he does have a prejudice, but he is actually treating it fairly. He's like, if you can do this, he's not no. giving her anything extra. Yeah, like, and the fact that um, Alana is like, well, you never make the boys go go through probationary period, and he goes, maybe we should. Just straight yeah. up, maybe we should. And you know what? Yeah. He's not um, wrong. Maybe, maybe actually let 10-year-olds try it out. <laughs> I know. And then commit to it. <laughs> yeah, fucked up. Okay. Uh, Caladry and her parents look over the letter from the palace regarding her acceptance to the program, as well as her probationary period. Cal and her parents had just spent the last six years living in the Yamani Islands, making a peace treaty. Um, Kel still behaves in the way the Yamani believe in, keeping all emotions inside and out of their face. Uh, Cal feels that the probationary period isn't fair. None of the boys have to do it. Her mother urges her to reflect before making any rash decisions. So Cal goes for a walk to think it over. <laughs> On her walk, she spots some village boys trying to throw a sack of kittens into the river. Uh, and she starts a fight with them. They run away from her and she wades into the river after the sack before seeing a spidron come down and grab the sack itself. Um, <laughs> she watches as the spidron eats two kittens. Just horrible. Up, bites them in half, which like... What the fuck, Tammy? Yeah, exactly. Why are you doing this to that me? Was, I have a couple of, of parts where basically, like, my reaction was, what the fuck, Tammy? Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them involve Spidron, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, honestly. It's like, oh, I'm not afraid of spiders, but the Spidron fucking, they, yeah. they, no, no thanks. No, thank you. Goosebumps when I think about them. Um, so she watches the Spidron eats two kittens. 
Uh, and then she tries to go after it with just rocks to try and save the other kittens um, after using her horn to call for help. So thankfully she did think that through. Yeah, she at least um, did the right part. She, she just did. Then and then threw she threw herself away. <laughs> because that's what she does. And that's just gonna, that's just like what happens Guys, the entire four books. I identify so hard I know. Like, I remembered things that I did as a kid suddenly that I'd forgotten. Do you remember when I set up an anti-sexual uh, harassment? I do. Or did yeah, you set I do. It up and I backed you. No, you did one it. I was the one. I was the one who set up the um, the tra- trash picking up program because I was given a clipboard. So I had to. <laughs> set up. I love that about like I thinking back on being okay. Well, they gave me a see-through pink clipboard, <laughs> so I took a piece of paper and made everyone sign up to collect trash on the playground. Um, I was in first we did grade. Weird by the way. thing. Is this normal? This doesn't seem normal, no, right? No, no, no. That's normal. That's normal. I deal with okay. enough children that that's like that's something that children do. Like okay, that's not okay. weird. I mean, it's it is definitely weird, but they do it anyway. Little girls are just <laughs> like that. Um. So. She tries to climb after the spidron. I'm getting back to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, she looks down and is paralyzed by her fear of heights because apparently her brother, she's got like three brothers, uh, Connell, apparently um, held her over the edge of a tower when she was four years old. And just now she's terrified of of heights. So that's fun. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, apparently you're not alone, um, because, spoiler alert, later, someone says to her, oh, yeah, I knew your brother. Uh, <laughs> she's like, don't worry, I don't hold that against you. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Thankfully, help arrives to kill the spider and save the rest of the kittens. Kel decides that she will go to the palace despite the probationary period. Kel dreams of the time, then the, the next, you know, that night. Kel dreams of the time. Because the night after a a, a change has been introduced, um, the main character has to have a dream reflecting upon said change. Yeah. Um, It's a memory of the time that her mother saved Yamani artifacts from Scanrun Raiders, which is an incredibly badass thing. Her mom. Oh my god. It's like, I want the book series, but I want to know about her mom's past. Can we get young Elaine, please? Yes. Yes, apparently she was flirting with all the men because yeah. everyone was all like, send your mother my regards. And right? Like, she's like five foot ten. She's got like premature white hair. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I love this woman. I want. I love that Kel ends that dream with. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. She wakes with... up and decides she wants to be a hero like her mother. Yeah. I. Just ending it like that, she because she, she's just like, I'm gonna be a hero like Mama, like the lioness is like she's just a secondary thought. It's yeah. like my Mama is the fucking baddest ass. It's true though, and it's true. She's she she used... amazing. I, I I actually have several post-its saying that she apparently kicks ass with a glaive, um, mm-hmm. and just like. And that's why then the family was able to be accepted into the inner circle of the emperor of the Yamani Islands. Yeah. And that's how they were able to, like, broker a peace treaty and get a, a royal marriage. A marriage, yeah. So it's just, like, because she kicks ass. I also love her dad, Piers, because he's, like, five foot four and, like, balding. And he's just, like, I, I also love him. Yes. Um, he's kind of like Sir Miles Light. Yeah, a little bit. In, in how he feels, not actually yeah, his, his personality, but it's like... It's the dry humor. Yeah. It's where she gets it. 
Um, chapter two. <laughs> Kel and her father go to meet Lord Winden. The training master questions Kel and restates that she is there on probation, but will be expected to keep up with the others. Salma, the head of the servants, the head of servants of the page wing. Yeah. That yeah, was hard to say for some reason. Which, I'm sorry. By the way, she never, that's never stated. It in is the never stated. Book. It's just in the appendix. Yeah. There's an appendix with cast of characters in it, which thank fuck. Yeah, um, for real And though. it actually is like head of servants wing, head of servants in the pages wing. And I was like, you probably should have said that in the book as well, but I'll let you I'll off. let that slide. <laughs> Because I'm sure you rectified it in a later book by saying it. It's a sign to get Kel settled in. <laughs> uh, she tells Kel some things about the palace, but they are cut off by, well, not really. She leaves her there, but I decided to put, put it as she cut, <laughs> they're cut off by a surprise. Um, when she gets into her room, she finds that some of her fellow pages decided to give her a nice welcome by trashing her room and writing the He-Man Woman Haters Club creed on the walls. Uh, being, you know, no girls allowed, get out of here, girly, you'll not last bullshit. Yeah. I'm just They're trashing all of her stuff. They're just taking. Very creative. I mean, they are 10 to 13, yeah. so they are basically the age of the human woman hater. <laughs> no, they aren't, though, because I the human woman haters are like six. They're like five or six, yeah. <laughs> I'm, That's six year old behavior. It is, it is. Um, but yeah. But it is common teenage boy behavior. It is. Shouldn't be. Anyway, Salma is angry, but not surprised. And while incredibly hurt, Kel shows no emotion at all. Um, like a stone. Because that's apparently the Yamani saying that, uh, that that her mother tells her. She's like, be like stone. Be a stone. Yeah. And so that, that I, we don't note it, I'm sure. But that is her mantra throughout the entire book. Anytime anything happens, it is, I'm stone. Yeah. She just, she's just like, I've got my, st I put on my stone, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Uh, Salma tells her that she will uh, clean her room up and go and tells her to go change for supper. Uh, Kel was planning to wear a tunic and breeches for their communal dining, but in a boss-ass move, elects to wear one of her gowns instead. They are aware she is a girl, but she's going to rub their faces in it. <laughs> I love it. God, That's, it's so good. She's like, you know what? They're like, they already aren't going to forget. So better make it completely clear to right? them. It's like, damn straight, girl. Um... Before supper, the first year pages are assigned sponsors. Older page, <laughs> I like how I said it, sponsors. So you know that it's not sponsor. <laughs> sponsors, um, older pages who can show them the ropes and help them adjust. Here we are introduced to some people, so I'm just gonna do a quick rundown. We have um, the first years who are Merrick, Esmond, Quinden, and Sievert. Um, and their sponsors are respectively Sorry. <laughs> Falaron, Cleon, Zaheer, and Prince Rold, eldest child of King Jonathan and Queen Fayette. We know him. We've and met him before. The one who is engaged now due to the workings of Kel's father. So, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like up in his business. Yeah. Uh, not not intentionally, but that's where she lives. Um, <laughs> Diplomat's child. Right. Um... When it is Kel's turn to have someone volunteer to sponsor her, because they make her go last, because... They're assholes. Duh. Uh, no one speaks up until Joran, a handsome young man, speaks up with malicious intent. Like... Joran of Stone Mountain. Joran of Stone Mountain. Honestly, 
he has future date rapist behaviors. And he I, does. They are does. just such red flags. I'm like, he's also very Kel Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying blonde hair, white blonde hair and everything. <laughs> Despite the way the kids try to paint it and in, in being like, oh, w- uh, yeah, Wilden will, will love me for doing this and da-da-da. It's like, Wilden sees this and does not allow him to torture Kel. He's like, mm-mm, no thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> but instead decides to frame it as, mm, maybe you should concentrate on your studies. Yeah. I do. That That's like the little things, because Wilden is definitely a fucking asshole. He's a prick. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like the entire yeah. book. But there He's are definitely rooting against Kel. Yeah. But he accepts what is fact. Yeah. So at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. And we can talk about that when we get to that chapter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Instead, a tall young man named Neilan, Neil, please, um, <laughs> uh, volunteers. Neil is 15, but still technically a first year page. Uh, he's also a verbose wise-ass and immediately gets punishment, but is allowed to sponsor Kel. <laughs> um, and I noted that I love how he just does all that because he sees a kid who just doesn't want to or deserve the negative attention on her. And instead he's like, hello, I am your lightning rod of attention and hate. <laughs> I am your lightning rod of hate. Um, I'm taller than you, so I'm going to be, you know, attracting the lightning better. To know, Kel, Kale, Kel actually goes, I can sponsor myself. She I can does. figure it out. She's and like, Neil seeing that, help. Neil seeing that goes, fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> but she does, uh, she says that while. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, He's yeah, getting yeah, himself yeah, right. in trouble with Wilden. <laughs> because he immediately starts getting himself, like, basically detention. Um, and he's just like. Dude, shut up. That's three weeks. Six weeks. That's just like... Yeah. Bro, stop. I also seriously identify with Neil. Yes, you do. (laughs) Neil has I pity your children energy. (laughs) Strong I pity your children energy. No, Um, I will not uh, explain. Um... But yeah, if you guys a... followed Crawlmeister Sisters, you would already know this story. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they get to the mess hall and everyone... Mm-mm. No, wait, I skipped. Sorry. Yeah. Neil goes <laughs> to start showing Kel around, but Kel doesn't trust his intentions. Um, he tells her She's that... She's like, we're not yeah. kin. Uh, yeah. I'm below you in rank. What What are we? <laughs> like, what, what am I to you? What are you... What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm Which, ten. <laughs> fair. Yeah. And then he goes, direct little thing, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Neil's good. Yeah, um, he is. Uh, so he tells her that he has grown up watching Alana and other women fight. So he knows women can be warriors and wants her to get a fair shot. Yeah, uh, a which... side note, it's Neilan of Queen's Cove, you know, as in Duke Baird's son. <laughs> <laughs> the castle, like, the chief of healers. Yeah. Which <laughs> His I son. Just, I, I love getting to see him again. Oh, no, I love Duke I was Baird. Like, Oh, and then like contextualizing him with uh, Lady Elaine, it was like, <sighs> um, where was I? Oh, yes. They get to the mess hall and everyone is staring at Kel while Neil is seemingly unaware of it. Um, you know, deflectoroni. Uh, <laughs> Neil exposits that Wilden, whom he hatefully refers to as the stump, and I'm glad I got to be the one to tell you guys that, let me tell you, <laughs> is resistant to change as well as... The fact that Lord Wilden is, or when, 
No, Wilden. I, I put Wind in there because I've been you playing did. Skyrim again. Um, <laughs> Lord Wilden is scarred due to his bravery and protection of the royal children in the Immortals War. Um, in the Battle of Port Legan. Yeah. Which, woof. We know that one. Yeah, we know that one. <laughs> After supper, Salma gives Kel key, special keys and magically sealed locks so no one can get in the f- and fuck with her shit. Neil reminds her that they will find other ways to do it, but, like, at least it, that's in the open where, like, people can see and, and not her private space. I get it. That's a violation. Um, you don't need that as a girl in an all-male place. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they run into Daka, the basilisk friend of, da- of Dane. Y- you remember her. Um, <laughs> and we learn how he now teaches about immortals. Uh, here, Kel tries to bow and curtsy at the same time. It isn't important, but I love it. <laughs> her entrance done, Kel rests before her di- first day as a page. So, chapter three. Mm-hmm. Kel makes friends with the sparrows who live in the courtyard outside her window. She and Neil get everything she needs from the palace stores for her first year as a page. Her first day of classes, the next day, starts with unarmed combat, taught by two Shang warriors. Hakuin? Hakuin? Hakuin. Hakwin is what Huck-win. I was saying. Okay. Hakwin the horse and Edda Bell the wildcat. Oh, we know the her. Wildcat? Oh my god. So she is Liam from the first, uh, Liam uh, Iron Arm, his t- teacher. Um, <laughs> you know, sad, short lived Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But apparently he has a prince named after him, so that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Apparently, the royal family can only name people after other people, as you yes. have noticed. Um, other dead people. Yeah, you have to name them after dead people. Gotta um, be dead. So one of the princes is named Liam. The Harry uh, Potter school of making <laughs> <laughs> your children. Kel accidentally taps into her Yamani training and nearly throws Hakuin, who, Hakuin, who finds it hilarious. He then makes her <laughs> teach the other pages how to fall. Um... So we didn't go over this, but in the Yamani Islands, they make all of the ladies at court learn um, how to protect themselves. So they all have to go through training. They all have to, like, learn the glaive and learn a bunch of, like, self-defense moves as well. So uh, Paige. So Kel has been learning this for the past six years. So it's kind of ingrained in her. So um, before she left, uh, her oldest brother, Anders... Uh, told her, don't show off any knowledge, yeah. like, that you know outside of, like, what you're being taught. Otherwise, the other boys, all the boys will think that you're just trying to show off and act better than them. And she's, she's like, you're right. of her brothers because, like, she, he gave her solid advice. He did. Like, it all came into play. <laughs> it was... Um, and he actually cares about her. Um, yeah, that too. Her, her middle brother is okay because we see him later. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, Anders is a bro. Yeah. And then Conlin immediately her first day, her first day, she immediately, she's being like, he's, they're like, oh, we're going to learn how to fall, right? She knows this. But then the moment that he like takes her hand and like tries to pull her down to fall, she's just like training kicks in. <laughs> 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 then in weapons practice, Kel gets completely ignored by uh, Wilden and the weapons master Iziko. Um so they're doing staff practice and the when everyone's being watched, they're just doing it. She's going on one-on-one with one of the other first-year pages. And then when they switch partners, she's up against, she looks across to see Joran. Um, and he just fucking tries to beat her up. But what happens is that one of his boys 
It's Joran and the boys, by the way. The boys. One of his boys. Some of them are interchangeable. <laughs> they, honestly, they are. Um, all of them are to be... In the next book, they're less interchangeable because it matters. But yeah. who does what? But in this yes. one, they're all interchangeable. Um, but he, like, one of his boys picks the fight with Neil so that Zico and Wilden are uh, drawn over there. And then, like, the other boys step in between so that no one can see what's going on with Kel and Joran. And Joran just tries to beat the shit out of her. Um, however, uh, <laughs> this She's ends like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> she ends up using her Yamani training to stop him, um, getting more heat from Wilden for doing so. Um, archery proves to be difficult for her, not because she's she is confusing it with her Yamani training. She's just shit at archery. Um, yes. <laughs> and gets really flustered. Which uh, in- is a refreshing... Um- yeah. Change of pace from our it previous is. heroines. Because that's the other thing is she's not immediately good at everything. And I love that for her. Uh, Girl works. She does. Um, in writing, she's left with the last two horses uh, to pick from. One of them just being incredibly just zoned. It That horse is not connected with reality. And then the other one being named Peach Blossom, a very large gelding um, who is mean as fuck. Um, <laughs> and just way too big for her. Um, Stefan, 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 the hostler, Stefan, Stefan, Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We go through this every time. We do. So, uh, Stefan he, I Hossler. decided, by the way, I had, a, I made a decision earlier I, when <laughs> I was doing my, my makeup. I was like, you know what? This series is about Stefan. It is. Or Stefan. Um, like <laughs> he's, he's the only character to appear in every series. Well, other than Alana and Jonathan, obviously. Obviously, but who the fuck cares about them? Uh, to note, there's another time when Jonathan shows up and Kel is like, he's the most handsome man I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like... You keep stealing things from my <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, thought no, it's that fine, it already fine. happened. I apologize. Um, but she chooses Peach Blossom because uh, Stefan tells her that... Um, He'll probably get killed otherwise. I mean, he doesn't say that. He says, you know, if he doesn't take to the cart or the plow, I don't know what we're going to do with him. And yeah. Kel's like, I know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so Realistic Kel's little like, girl is like, mm. Kel's like, I, I need to protect him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, um, oh, look, a thing I need to protect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Protector of the small. Peach Blossom's a little big, but. A little you know, big, but con- considered like a small in that, like. He doesn't have power. He's yeah. In life, other than he's, what he's, his hooves and teeth afford him. <laughs> because and she can see that he's covered in scars. So yeah. like, and his mouth is like stone. She says. Mm-hmm. Um. So apparently, he likes to play tricks. Uh, he tries to like puff up and intake a lot of air, so she can't do the saddle yes. properly. And she like kind of knees him a little bit, and like, I know what you're doing, and I'll tell on you to Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. Like, it's exposited later that um, the the animals have gotten more uh, clever since uh, Dane arrived. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's, it's so but apparent in, in, in this Horses are just horse. like that. Horses are just like that, okay? I love horses. <laughs> but uh, Cal won't get him away, Get let him get away with his tricks. So, that's it. That's <laughs> chapter three. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, Dr. Ray Ray confirms. That is a that, thing that horses that thing actually do. do. Yeah. They're like, they're, yeah. They're too smart to have as little power as they have. That's why they are so integral to to my, um, 
the books. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love them for that. Anyway, um, chapter four. We get to the academic portion of the day. Um, so I said the academic portion of the day comes after the physical, which they complain about, but I would also tire out 10-year-olds before asking them to sit still. So <laughs> I get it. Tire them out, and then they're less energetic and prone to, like, outbursts later in the day. I, yeah. I dig it. Um, we are pleasantly reintroduced uh, to Sir Miles as he still teaches history and law. And Master Lindhall, remember him from the Yamani Isle? Or, nope, Karthak from Karthak. <laughs> what there happened There are too there? many fake countries. <laughs> fake countries. And we are, uh, yeah, Master Lindhall, who with Bone Dancer, his, his skeletal companion, um... He teaches biology. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kel fangirls a bit over meeting the adoptive father of the lioness. Uh, and when she meets Bone Dancer, it is because the skeleton comes to inspect her. Lindhall explains that the dinosaur likes her. Because everything just goes, oh, no, she's good. And I love it. She's shaped like a friend. All she's of the animals shaped. understand. Kel is friend-shaped. She she's really the capybara of people. She is. I was saying she's she's the capybara of people. Like if people are malicious to her, but like when they're actually around her, that it, and she's relaxed. It's just like oh, fall in. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. There we go. Uh, she then has class with Taka, who explains uh, his class came about because pages without magic need to be able to understand and combat magical dangers, which combat. I think. Very wise choice, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it wasn't your idea, but at the same time, a good thing to put into into place. Honestly, I think it's really interesting how they have restructured since yes. Alana's time. It is it's really very phenomenal. different. And it's I actually it's... has merits now. It does. Like, it was a little weird back was, in the it day. Was, it was lackadaisical to say the least. It was like, yeah, and then everyone, you know, you get through that year, now you're just a squire. There you go. You Hooray. just existed with books around and, and as a as a noble. <laughs> You're a noble. You're fine. You're a squire now. Now they have to like take exams and stuff. Yeah. And I actually think that's pretty good. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <I'm>... Back <laughs> to that. Maybe they should all go through a probationary period. It's like yeah, it's like, man. Maybe maybe they should. This is good. Um. Their final class of the day is etiquette, taught by Master Oakbridge, who, who... is an asshole. Yeah. He's a Mithrin priest. Of course he is. <laughs> We've met them before. Yeah. Um, he hands out books and uh, gets his panties in a twist when uh, he sees Kel smile. And it's like, fuck you, dude. She's not allowed to smile when she like, looks at something. Do you find something, something in- like, funny about this probationer? This just like, reminded me of when I was a kid and Mama got called in because I rolled my eyes. Yeah. It's like... Kids can have a reaction to things, you know. It's allowed. It, it's not like she was disruptive. Anyway, um, after being ridiculed, she explains that it is because her father wrote the Yamani etiquette book she was given. After Neil attempts to attempts again to be the lightning rod, and Kel reminds herself to keep him on a short leash, rightly so. I think he I think he needed her. Um, <laughs> 
uh, Master Oak Ridge uh, gets all haughty and is basically like, oh, I guess you know everything your dad does then. And so Kel schools him in Yamani etiquette because she lived there for six fucking years in royal company. So yeah, she might know some shit, you fuck. My favorite part of that, though, is that, oh, and a child knows everything his father knows. And Neil goes, her. And he's like, what? You, well, Kel's a her, so everything her father knows. Well, the pages are all uh, all boys, so it's proper to say him. No, but you're talking but you're to talking Kel. About- <laughs> you're talking about Kel, who is not a boy, so it would be her. It's and like, then he's how, like, how he's difficult fuming. is it for you to a- add an additional, like, gender pronoun. to your... <laughs> <laughs> Just a pronoun. So like, he, yeah, I love that about Neil. Yes. Neil's so good. Really. Neil, um... Neil comes from a liberal home, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> just like... Um, Kel returns to her room to find that some idiot has pissed on her door. Yeah, just pissed on her just door. out of nowhere. Someone pissed on her door. Um, mm, smells like urine. <laughs> I, I presume it's meant to... We're meant to believe that it's after her schooling them in, in Yamani uh, custom. And yeah. um, my response to that is, when did they have the time? <laughs> When did they, the they pages like, all take their classes together unless they're in the separate magic and non-magic groups, but whatever. Um, at supper, King Jonathan graces the pages with his company at dinner and we're reminded yet again that he's beautiful <laughs> because every character has to think about how beautiful Jonathan is. Uh, just as when she, earlier she saw a painting of Fayette and was also breathless from her beauty, but um, these are just requirements. Everybody has yeah. the hots for Jonathan and Fayette. They're everyone's. the most beautiful oh. monarchs. And, and I say everyone's bi in these books, but not Kel, because not she's Kel. Arrow Ace. I want that to be known. It is yeah. canon. It is, like, Tammy stated on her blog that, yes, Kel is Arrow Ace. So I'm just putting that out there. No. Really? really? <laughs> so she, she recognizes the beauty, not like... Yeah. She's like, huh, um, aesthetically... They're beautiful. It's like, wow, you are quite pleasing to the eyes. I get it. <laughs> yeah. She's bi-aesthetic. Yes. There you go. There we go. Okay. Uh, Kel considers how she feels about king- the king since he allowed Wilden to make her probationary page. Does the king wish her to fail? Does it matter? She's like, um, maybe I don't want to serve an unjust king. Hmm? Right. How about that? She, she I won't smile at, at him. a joke he, he, he said because she was like, no, I'll serve him, but I will not give him my laughter. <laughs> I love her. I was just like, child of my heart. Uh, King Jonathan gives a speech about how he knows they were all affected by the Immortals' War, and he is sorry it happened. But he tells them they are the future and will be needed to continue the peace in their kingdom. And Neil, rightly, is like, no pressure, though. <laughs> uh, Kel seems unmoved by the speech, but she goes gets to her room to find her own piece of inspiration. Someone has left her a gift. It contains a beautifully large uh, knife and some resources she will need. And a note which says, Goddess Bless, I believe. Yeah. And she knows that at least there's one person who doesn't want her to fail. Yeah. She's literally gets the package and gets out her belt knife to cut the twine. And it's like, (laughs) shit, I need to like... I need to sharpen sharpen this again. And then she opens it and it's like this incredibly expensive belt knife and incredibly expensive whetstone. And she's like, shit, man. So now my chapters are all really short and Ariana's chapters are all really long. Yeah, we noticed. Yeah. (laughs) All of mine were like the bare bones chapters and I love that for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
and, okay. and, that, and it makes up for the fact that there's an odd number of, of chapters. Yep, so exactly. you had one extra chapter. So uh, I liked the the beginning of this chapter. Kel is writing to her parents while she's nursing a foot that has been stepped on by Peach Blossom. Um, she's basically just like, it's basically one of those in a movie where mm-hmm. you're telling the story and you're saying nice things, but what you're being shown on screen is like, shitty things going on see the latest uh uh stranger things trailer i yeah i don't i don't know it no it, it did exactly this so it's but like it was i'm having you know i'm having a fun time with my friends and it's just like people being thinking about people being mean to her and stuff like that <laughs> um so she doesn't tell them the bad bits only what she is enjoying because the yamani do not uh Complain. do not whine yeah. so she's like i won't whine because i'm as stone yeah. <laughs> uh, she asks for more dresses from home because of her habit of, habit of wearing gowns to dinner to remind the boys that she's a girl. Uh, yeah. And she's like, and you need to take them down a bit because I have already grown an inch. <laughs> um, so I love that. Um, yes. Neil yeah, asks, I, I put a note that, mm-hmm. that I was like captivated by this way of, of, of expositing. It was a love beautiful it. version of show, don't tell. It was. It was so nice. Yeah. It's like, her writing skill improved tenfold between the For last real. book and this one. Like, it is a, such a pleasure to read. It I, really is. So um, then Neil comes along uh, and he heals her foot. And he's like, and you're saying Peach Blossom didn't try to hurt you? And Kel's like, yeah, if he wanted to do it, he if he wanted to do it, he would have broken my foot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and then she's protesting that the Yamani work through their pain. Uh, so she should too. That's like, man, that internalized shit can kill you, girl. And it's just <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Lord, you know, Lord Wilden works through his pain, and I, he, he doesn't get healed, and I see that he's hurting from the his injuries. And Neil is like, oh my god, you fucking idiot! You're not a Yamani warrior or the Stump. Like, come on. And, and, and additionally, Stump is like an asshole because of it. <laughs> yeah, like that's part of He's it. a it's miserable like, human being. So, if you can get healed, get healed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, so, oh, um, preach. He then convinces her to go to Dane about Peach Blossom. <laughs> so, Dane, who Neil obviously has a crush on, agrees to help. She heals um Peach Blossom's old scars uh, from his abuse and he, he and she heals his mouth so that he can actually feel what's going on. Um, and she's like, okay, what do you want from me about this? And Cal goes, I mean, I don't, she's like, I, I'm not going to change his personality. And Cal goes, I don't want you to, that would change who he is. I don't want you to do that. And, and Dane's like, well, you know, if you really want, I can, I can try and take him. I can try and buy him for you. And Cal's just like thinking about it. And she's like, well, I mean, like he'd be in a better home and everything. And then Peach Blossom like looks to Cal and then looks back at Dane, and Dane's like, he says you need looking after. <laughs> I love it. It's so Peach good. Peach Blossom loves her, and I love that. Um, but uh, Dane does I love does that the people, who, that the, those mm-hmm. who like Kel are animals um, and people with wild magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but then... Um, she gets him to promise to be nicer as long as Kel promises to not use spurs on him. <laughs> uh, so Dane teaches him uh, some command words instead. So even though Kel might have to wear spurs later, she won't use them. She can just tell him charge, trot, and stuff, and he'll do mm-hmm. it. Um, 
on her way back to her rooms after that, because, of course, Neil offers to walk Dane to her rooms. Um, <laughs> Kel spots and she Joran. leaves him to do it. <laughs> yeah. Kel spots Joran and his gang picking on Merrick uh, in that hazing kind of way, because at the beginning of the book, Anders tells us that the pages have this thing where the older pages haze the younger pages by telling them to go get them stuff, like ask them to go fetch things for them. But Joran and his gang take it to another step of bullying. So Kel stops and she's like, this is wrong. Um, and they're like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And then she just runs because she's like, fuck, I didn't think this through. Um, <laughs> There's like three of them. They are way bigger than me and more skilled. Bye. <laughs> and then she spends all night trying to like come to terms with the fact that she didn't fight them. <laughs> she's just like, but am I as bad as them by not stopping them? <laughs> um, and uh, she decides the next day that she'll stop the bullying next time. Uh, but she does, like, we also see that, like, Cleon, who's a third-year page, asks her to do things like, my turtle dove, go get my ink for ink pot for me. Oh, my dearest, will you go get me my writing gloves and stuff like that. And she's like, fine, whatever, I'll go do it. Because that's, like, the proper, like, that's hazing thing. Exactly. That's what it's supposed to be. Of just asking to get little tasks. Um, because it's not bullying. So she'll mm-hmm. do it. Yep. And that's my chapter. And I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chapter six. Um, so later that morning, the pages go to the stable for lessons to be taught um, how to saddle, how to properly saddle and rein the horses. <sighs> for tilting. For tilting. Um, sorry, I left that part out. Uh, Stefan um, helps her and tells her that Peach Blossom has been keeping him up to date on the Dane visit. Um, and he's like, Peach Blossom said you didn't want Dane to, you asked Dane not to change him. She's like, no, 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 I said I didn't. I said I didn't think we should. Or no, no, she said she wouldn't. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but you said you wouldn't have wanted it. <laughs> it was just like he's gotten really good at hearing the horses. Anyway, okay. Um, also, okay. No, Stefan is one hundred percent autistic, and I really love him is. for that. He is so autistic coded, and it makes me so happy. Yes, I love. <laughs> he's him. like I care about horses, and literally no one else. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're nice to horses like you're pretty okay in my yeah. book I, ge- like, I guess for a human you're okay <laughs> Stefan clearly is very happy with her and appreciates the kindness to his equine friends absolutely Kel asks who trained him to make him so traumatized um, and Stefan assures her that they don't matter anymore so like Stefan murdered this person right because the Stefan I love would do this yeah I mean he makes it very clear Oh, the person who injured Peach Blossom? Oh, you don't have to worry about him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, there you go. Okay. It's like, well, okay then. Well uh, then. Kel, Kel joins the other pages to find they have all chosen lances, the new weapon they will be learning, and she has to take the last one in there. Kel has trouble lifting Oh, the it's lance. very important to note that Jorin hands her the lance. He does. He hands her that lance. Mm-hmm. So, important to note. Yeah, um... Kel has trouble lifting the lance and is embarrassed to see none of the other pages are having trouble. Uh, she is embarrassed further by her inability to hit the mark on the training dummies. She was told by her brothers that women uh, had weaker arms, so she assumes that that is the trouble. Um, you know, that common um, misconception. <laughs> uh, to add to her shame, Sir Raoul, friend of Lady Alana and idiot charger of giants, also sees the display. <laughs> Just wanted to name his accomplishments in every chap- in every uh, part of the story. Um, 
We see his second in command is a Bajir man, uh, which I think is good world building. Um, I, I just wanted to note that because yeah. I like the way Tammy seeds throughout the inclusion of other cultures, whereas everything yeah. was very pure when we had Alana. It was all very, like, segregated and, like, yeah. we're seeing an actual mixture of cultures. And um, yeah. I also love that Jonathan would want the Bajir present since he is the voice of the tribes. Which we don't um, talk about anymore. We don't talk about anymore, but he is. And it's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, of course the Bajir would then be welcome in all of these places. Um, that afternoon... Also, Raul is like, um, that mount is obviously too large for that page. Yeah. And Wilden's like, um, well, he, she chose the horse. And Raul's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you didn't stop her? <laughs> like, that, just... it, there's like total feeling of like, dude, this is your job. You're not going to stop <laughs> this. This is like what you're paid to do. <laughs> I do the fighty, you do the trainee. <laughs> That's... That afternoon at lunch, Merrick bumps into Kel for the first time since uh, she witnessed him being bullied, and he can't even meet her gaze. She feels like absolute shit. She can't meet his gaze either. She's like, I didn't stop yeah. them. She's like, I couldn't, I didn't, I did it, I'm bad. Um, on cue, Cleon shows up to ask Kel to get something for him, and Neil stands up for her. Cleon is like, it's just custom, but Neil is in mother hen mode, so he won't let go. Uh, so Kel just runs to get it. This isn't important, I know, but the symmetry of the things in her life need to be noted. Just because the, the, the Theon, or Theon, Cleon. <laughs> too much Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> too much Game of Thrones, too much Skyrim. Ariana, keep your mind on the task. I know, right? This is what I was talking about on Thursday when I was like, I don't know what's happening in the story anymore, guys. Um, <laughs> the academic portion of her day doesn't go well. She didn't get the reading done, nor did she do her written work. Sir Miles is the only one of her teachers to care to notice that she isn't doing well and ask. Uh, she declines to admit she is troubled, but Sir Miles invites her to confide in him in the future. She is giddy to be friends with the father of the lioness. Uh, and I noted, I didn't remember exactly how much of a fan fangirl Kel is, and I love it. I would like um, to put out there that also her math professor, the yeah. Mithrum Peace beca Priest, because she loves math and she's great at it, and she like literally tutors the other boys. Yeah. But the her math teacher, like, gives her a note on her thing being like, I can't even believe this was from you. Like, Please redo, redo it. it. Please yeah. redo it for tomorrow. And he doesn't actually, like, call her out on any of it. Uh, so she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, she sneaks away from the other pages that evening and speaks to the wildcat about arm exercises because she decides to not allow herself to be limited. I love that. I, I love, love that so for much. her. Um... Chapter 7, Kel takes a stand. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, good for her. Um, also, at the beginning of this, uh, I didn't note it down in the synopsis because it's not actually relevant to the story. But um, <laughs> when she's doing her arm exercises in the mornings, uh, the sparrows line up along the windowsill <laughs> to watch her or they get in cheerleaders. her bed. Because they start coming in through the, the top shutters uh, when it's cold out. And when she gets up out of bed, they hop into her place in bed. That's later. That's I'm later. sorry. That's I'm so sorry. Characters. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you just do the whole thing, sister? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember what happened in chapters that aren't mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's adorable that the, mm -hmm. the birds are just like her little cheerleaders. It. Okay. So one day after writing, uh, Cal drops her lance after cleaning it and a round plug of wood pops out. 
After inspecting the lance, she finds that it is filled with lead, and that several other plugs along the lance exist. She realizes that Joran and his gang must have weighted her lance to basically gaslight her into thinking she wasn't strong enough to do it. I'm gonna be real here. I genuinely forgot about that part. Oh, really? And so I gasped. I was like, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the things that I'm I'm always very clear with in my memory, so that's funny to me. But that night, Kel pretends that she isn't in her room, so Neil goes away when he asks her to study, because apparently she just studies with Neil enrolled. I love that for her. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she, after he leaves, she goes to prowl the halls, because that's what she she's, she's going doing hunting. now. Um, so she and finds what it. she's looking for in the library. Joran's gang is hazing Merrick cruelly. Um, they're like, go get this. And then they like push it off the, the table and he goes, to, it's like, it's a whole stupid thing. It's yeah. like classic 90s bullies scene. It's so fucking dumb. Um, it's like an after school special kind of shit. Right. Um, <laughs> she fights with the boys uh, after Merrick flees and she loses. She, she expected to lose, but she's like, I had to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, she meets with Lord Wilden after the fight to discuss... Discuss punishment. Discuss punishment. She blank. She very calmly tells him that she fell, which is the age-old excuse pages use not uh, hmm, used to not admit to fighting, uh, because that's literally what her brother at the beginning told her. If you yep. get into fights, they expect pages to get into fights, and if you do, you don't tell on who you like. You don't tell, otherwise people will not talk to you anymore. You just have to say you fell, and she's like, okay. So she goes, I fell, and he's like, girl, like literally, he does just say girl. <laughs> Girl, (laughs) the others fought with you. I fell. If you want to go home, you can go home. You know, do it now before it snows. It'll be way harder. No, thank you. You, No, no, she says, says, no, it won't. No, it won't. And and he goes, no, it won't be harder to go home. It's snowing. And she's like, no, I don't want to go home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't think falling is an excuse for expulsion. And he's Mm -hmm. so mad at her. And he's like, fine, go see the healer because your nose is broken. (laughs) <laughs> get out I, of here you pleasant child <laughs> i know i know he can't even really be mad at her yeah oh so, so then she goes uh she gets uh her nose he broken nose healed by duke baird neil's dad he heals her up reveals that he would once dance with her mother everyone loves her mom apparently <laughs> and sends her off to bed after uh then neil is just like ranting and raving the entire time and baird is like if you are not going to help, leave the room. <laughs> are you coming to your senses to go back to the university? <sighs> no. <laughs> and he sends him out to the waiting room and we hear him arguing with himself. <laughs> so good. Anyway, Kel wakes up the next morning uh, by Crown and the other sparrows joining her in bed. The little devils opened the shutters and got in. She sees a foot of snow outside and can't begrudge them. Uh, she find her body. She finds her body still in a painting of bruises, despite the healing. Okay. And by the way, to point out, now that I've lived in Colorado and Michigan, just a foot of snow is really funny to me as being like a lot of snow. I'm like only a foot. Sure, <laughs> but remember, just, first of all, they don't generally get a lot of snow there. Yeah, I, like, I know. It's, it's just it's really yeah. funny to me as like a person who has now done this. Yeah, I'm like. As a child, I was like, wow, a foot of snow, that's so much. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, just a foot? That's easy. Yeah. I can drive through that. <laughs> um, 
Uh, oh, she finds her body as a painting of bruises despite the healing and later sees the older pages aren't so lucky because they didn't get bones broken, so they didn't get to go to the healer. Um, <laughs> which is just like, ha, you guys played yourselves. Um, Merrick accosts her the moment she steps out of her room and yells that he never asked for her help. She tells him it had nothing to do with him and she just wanted to pick a fight. A total lie, but done clearly to protect his, like, what? To be fair. It is, it's not like, I wasn't going out of my way to save you. I'm going out of my way to stop this situation. Uh, like, that's... it would have been any, if anyone else was mm -hmm. getting bullied, I would have done something. It's not about you, Merrick. It's about the action that was being taken against you. Yeah. She has, she has strong, strong I mean, no, not morals. even, she doesn't even say that to him. She just, ha she just says to him. It wasn't about you. It was you. about you. Like, we know that that's her reason, but she's just like, nah, I just wanted to pick a fight. That's all she, she'll tell him. It's not about you. It's about justice. <laughs> um, uh, later, Neil accuses her of enjoying the pain. She argues that it's what warriors slash knights have to deal with, so why not get used to it? As proof she isn't disrespecting custom, she attends to Cleon when he asks, for her, asks her to complete another task because he's not bullying. He is clearly just flirting with her, and her sweet ace brain doesn't realize it. She doesn't. I love her. Good. I love it. I, it so doesn't. Good. Yeah. She she just does not. It doesn't click for quite a while. Ugh. <laughs> so much. Anyway, um, oh, Wilden reminds us that Spider-Man are out there for no reason. They death won't play into the rest of this book. Um, <laughs> he's just like, hey, this is a thing, and then keeps going. They're out there despite the weather. And now, Seaver, and Seaver is like, yeah, they killed my dad. <laughs> like, just in case anybody forgot, Merrick's dad was killed by Spidrin. No, no, Seaver's. Seaver's oh. dad was killed by Spidrin. No. Yes, because Seaver's the oh, one who right. charges later in the book yeah, like she a yells fucking at, She yells at Merrick and Neil to take uh, Seaver's down when he goes to fucking, like, go ballistic. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I cover that in my chapter, The Spidrin Hunts. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did I take a detail from one of your chapters? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, just excited about the book, okay? But then he introduces them to the sword. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kel is paired with Esmond, and they end up being impressed with one another's abilities. A newfound respect is now here. Um, Kel goes back to her room and slips on oil. Joran, Vincent, and Zaheer are unsurprisingly behind it and show up to to be idiots. That's literally just all they do. Um, and they accuse her of tattling. And she's like, guys, I didn't tell. We, I didn't have to. There were servants who witnessed it. <laughs> yeah. Midwinter comes and there are feasts for, uh, so there are feasts for the pages to wait on. And we remember Alana doing this. Um, and an exchange of gifts. Kel, Kel gives gifts very specially um, to Neil, Gower, Salma and Prince Rold. Gower is one of the best oh, characters. Yeah, in this I realized book. I realized suddenly that we had not we never once introduced him. him. So Gower is the servant who has been um, assigned to Kel from like one of the actually palace staff, and he is the gloomiest dude. Like he he is um what's his name uh, Marvin from Marvin yeah from Marvin the depressed android or something like that. What is it? I, I from Hitchhiker's Guide. From Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide. That's who he is. That's exactly who he is. Yes. And he is so f funny, though, because, like, when <laughs> Kel comes back 
and she wakes up the next morning from her huge fight with the boys. Yeah. Um, and he goes, wow, sunrise has come early. <laughs> and she's like, what? What? Because she hasn't seen her face yet. <laughs> yeah. But Gower is a, a real bro. I yeah. And I love him. He's rad. Um, and she doesn't want to offend him by giving him just money. And so yeah. she, she makes sure to give him something that, like... I thought she did give him money. No. I thought she gave him a silver noble or something like that. Oh, that, that might have been it. It might have been, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was it. She she doesn't think she could give m- money to Salma. She yeah. she knows that that's a sign of respect for Gower. Uh, but with Salma, it needs to be something personal. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so cute. Um, that's adorable. Um, she receives something from Neil and another from Prince Rold. And another from Anonymous. <gasps> this is a powerfully magic bruise bomb, which heals bruises upon contact. It's <gasps> very good, and I really wish I had it. That would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she shows the bomb to Neil, and then admits that she also received another another anonymous gift at the start of the year. Um, but they're just like, hmm, wonder who that could be. Uh, who knows? <laughs> the birds have, the birds and her have bonded. The, the birds and she have bonded. There we go. She and she the birds, and the birds. Have bonded. I'm trying to edit in real time, and it's just like, dude, stop. Um, uh, even further, they have taken to following her everywhere. Kel continues to add um, more training to her regiment because this girl is fucking committed. Yeah, it, she literally is like, she's going, uh, she's doing all these things, and she's like, wow, you know what? I'm really out of practice with the glaive. So you know what I'm going <laughs> to should- do? I should just add some pattern dances with the glaive, which is basically like Tai Chi, but with a weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. what I'm understanding from it. She's like, yeah, I'll just do some pattern dances before, you know, in the mornings and before dinner. And <laughs> it's like, girl. You know, just like any spare time I might have, fill it with working out. <laughs> like, girl, this isn't healthy. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Um, she, oh, right, late February comes, and she finds herself partnered with Sahir one day in sword training, and he takes this as an opportunity to attack Kel, letting his misogyny show. Um, he has some old-school, um, Bajir, uh, yeah. beliefs that he voices. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, not, it's not too much, but it's kind of like, Stay bruh. behind your veil. Yeah. Like that. She's like, we don't have veils here. <laughs> Just like yeah, uh, uh, she holds her own, but uh, Neil, Merrick, and F- Neil, Merrick, Falaron, and Seaver all come to help their friend, um, because it like they do that thing again where they bunch up and and block yeah. the view, and and so Neil comes to pull them apart, and and then when somebody tries to take Neil down, Merrick comes in, and then suddenly Falaron and Seaver are like throwing punches, and it's just yeah, like, and they all get yeah. Mess. I love um, it. We didn't even then, mention that they all have a study group now. There's a well, whole that, that, study that group. Ha- no, there is. That's why they all stick I up for her. I you covered it because it was in one no. of your chapters that that happened. I totally forgot. It was in okay, Kel takes a stand. I think. No. Maybe no. It's it. It happened sometime. In yeah, no. It, I guess it had to have happened in Kel it ha- takes a stand. I, think it happens, I don't it think so. No, because Kel takes after, a... Merrick, Merrick reacts to her poorly, and then he shows up later in chapter so, nine, I believe. No, it's chapter, it's your chapter, because in chapter nine, it starts out in the study group. So you're the one who didn't include it. It's in chapter eight. Um, anyway, yeah, so they're all, they're all punished together. Just like, it's like a smash cut to them in detention, basically. Um, but they're, um, but they're, uh, yeah, because it ends with them in, de- 
whatever. I must have had pages get stuck together, I guess, when I was going through my notes. Um, but anyway, they're, they're her boys, and, and they... Yeah, so in this chapter, she, um, with the festivals end, winter settled in. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, as, as mid, uh, midwinter yeah. started coming in around. Late like late January, she noticed that Seaver had come and gone three different times in one evening. Um, and so she, she fucked them all up again. It's the lump, which we haven't even talked about the fact that they call her the lump. I, and you know what was so amazing when I was, I was thinking about it at one point, I think last night, I was like, she's the lump and he's the stump. Yeah. They call and her I'm the lump like, because she doesn't show any, um she's you know as stone which is so, just an asshole way of saying she's friend shaped <laughs> exactly but yeah chapter so nine sister people people start showing yeah up. whatever people are in a fucking yeah. Stone group. yeah 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 so the next evening kel the prince and neil decided to study in neil's room they had just opened their books when someone knocked on the door it was siever his books under one arm behind him stood merrick's sp- sponsor phaleron i need help with mathematics siever told kel his dark eyes <laughs> meeting her squarely would you mind kel shook her head Got space for me, Phaleron wanted to know. I need to pick Neil's brain for the papers Sir Miles wants me to write. They had excuses that first time, but apparently making up fresh ones after that was too much work. Merrick <laughs> came with them the next night and gave no explanations at all. The newcomers became regular additions to Neil's study group. If the boys noticed that Cal left the group once an evening and came back rosy-cheeked from a run through the halls, none of them commented. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I just really... I love I love that. Yeah. Um. So, one night... Uh, during study group, Kel gets up to go for her nightly prowl. When Neil follows, he confronts her about what she'd been doing, and he st- and she sticks up for herself that Joran's gang is doing what he's doing is wrong. He asks why she didn't ask for the others' help, and she says she didn't think she would get it. Now I have it written down as page one sixty five um, because I wanted to read this. Um, so he says. Oh, wonderful. You're on a hero's quest to get rid of bullies. Kel glared at him. Someone has to. Oh, and if this wish of yours is so glorious, why haven't you asked anyone to join you, hmm? We're all would-be knights, aren't we? If you aren't just enjoying the fights, why not ask for help? Kel planted her fists on her hips. Because I had no reason to think I would get it. What? Said a startled voice nearby. Kel and Neil turned towards his door. At some point during their argument, the boys inside had eased it open and cracked to listen. Merrick, you dolt, they heard Phaleron say, the door wide open. They all you hothead. Even even Prince rolled, looking at Neil and trying not to look at Kel. Well, she's good as said, we we agree with, with what Jorn and his pack, stammered Merrick. Kel inspected each of them. None of you ever spoke against it, she replied, picking her words carefully. Even when it was you being picked on, she rested her eyes on Seaver and Merrick. Once it was over, you didn't say how it wasn't right and ought to be stopped. You just came here to Neil's room to work with his with the group. I figured I was the only one here who thought it was all wrong. I thought maybe I saw it different because I'm a girl. I could do something about it, but I didn't think you would. Neil turned away, running his fingers through his hair. Now wait, pr- protested Cleon. You can't go setting tradition on its ear. Hazing is the way new boys become pages. They have to earn respect from the older ones, and we teach them to obey orders. So I should let this go on because it's always been this way, she asked. <laughs> Cleon, the prince, and Phaleron all nodded. No, she said flatly. I know what you mean, Cleon. I do your chores. She met each boy's eyes. But this custom leads to worse things. Cleon sends me for papers, but someone else traps a first year in a corner and keeps making him do stupid tasks. He'll maybe hit the first year to smarten him when the first year slows down. And that is dead wrong. If we take this as pages, what about when we are knights? Do we say, oh, now I'm going to be nice for the weak and small? Or do we do as we learned when we were pages? She stopped, breathing hard. It was the longest speech she'd ever made. 
<laughs> I don't mean to lecture. You can laugh and say I'm a silly girl, but when I see anyone big pick on someone small, well, there's going to be a fight. She looked at Neil. Jorn and his friends are out there looking for someone to hurt. I want to stop them. I love that so much. <laughs> That's why I had to actually read it. Yeah, no, because it's, good. it's so so good. And the idea of just like, just because something is how it's been done doesn't mean it's right. Right. And then the idea of like, maybe it's because I idolize chivalry that I'm doing this. But do you think that we're just going to suddenly stop doing it because we're knights? It's like, oh, this is what knights do. I just, (laughs) and that to me, that entire speech like makes me think of like, not to be leftist in chat, but um, not to be leftist on Maine, but (laughs) the the idea about how the police force works in Mm -hmm. real life and the idea of like, what, so you're going to act that way to each other, but somehow you're just going to not do that to other people? You know what I mean? So, yeah. that yeah. I think that's a really important thing. Okay, Absolutely. so, n- that night, Neil joins her, and they find, after he's saying, you are the oldest 10-year-old I have <laughs> ever met. Um, which I love, because that's something that someone would have said to me. <laughs> I'm sure did. someone did at some yeah. point. <laughs> I was born middle-aged. Um, and, uh, Kel is born middle-aged representation. Um, (laughs) so Neil joins her and they find Joran and the boys tormenting another student. They all fight and get stopped by Numair. Uh, you remember Numair. (laughs) Who freezes them with magic and tells them to fuck off. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. After being unfrozen, they all make it away unscathed and unreported. He almost forgets to, um... Yeah. To unfreeze them, like, and... Then Neil has to be like, spell. (laughs) After Blizzard causes a a muddy, oh, wait. Over the next few nights, all (laughs) of the study group, excepting the prince, uh, join her on her nightly prowl. After several nights, Joran's group stops tormenting the younger pages altogether because Neil, a 15-year-old, and Cleon, a very large 13-year-old, are too big to fight with. Like, they're like, shit. So they stop doing it. After Blizzard causes a muddy thaw, the pages can't use the training courts outside. Wilden has them run the curtain wall for exercise, something that terrifies Kel because of the height. She does okay just looking at people's feet, but when Wilden asks her to look over the city and answer a question, she freezes in terror and has a panic attack. Uh, Wilden talks her off of the edge and she's brought out of her panic attack. And I honestly love this part. Honestly, from here on, I absolutely love uh, Wilden. Wilden. Like... Because the way he the way he treats her, it's like he doesn't like that she's there, but he doesn't hate her. Yeah, and he's very specific. He, <laughs> he sees a child afraid of something, yes. and he sees a person with a phobia, and, and he, he that's sees not... someone who wants to be a, one of his charges who wants to be a knight has come to something which could prevent them from doing so. And he's like, no, let's work through this. Yeah, despite the fact that she then is like, oh my god, this is the reason he's never going to let me stay. Yeah. Because now he knows I'm afraid of heights. And the fact that he, like, he turns her to him and he's like, Kel, like, Mindelin, look at me right now. You are on solid ground, you know? And he's like, he, it's, I absolutely love that scene for so many reasons. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, in April... Kel's lance shatters, though her aim has been improving, and Joran hands her another weighted one with a smile. Uh, she is overtaken by a sense of calm. 
and is able to hit like this is this is one of those it's moments like you just played like, yourselves yeah she's just like oh okay i see this is how this is now um and so she's just i i understand this feeling this feeling of oh i see there's nothing left like i, I there's there's nothing to like what what's the word i'm looking for the phrase Lose? the turn of Yes, I have nothing left to lose. Thank you. Um, and she is, oh, she, you know, she is able to hit the Quinton perfectly, which we haven't even been talking about it. It's I called mean, a Quinton. I talked about, I mean, to be fair, it doesn't really happen much. No. It so happens the time that is, I mentioned it. It like happens weighted. the time you mentioned it. <laughs> I know. It's, but it's like the Quinton training dummy is like weighted so that if you hit the wrong place on it, it like hits them with a sandbag as they go by. Um, so now she is able to hit it perfectly. Over um, and over and five over. times in a row. Um, and everyone's like cheering. You're like, hey, yeah. And Wilden releases her from practice for the rest of the morning. He's like, oh, because she does it perfectly. And he's like, okay, well, if you can do it every time. And then she does. And he's like, okay, well, well, bye then. <laughs> that was impressive. Go take a bath. You are good. <laughs> um, then the end of your examinations happen. And they're just anticlimactic. Uh, Neil reveals that no one involved with Alana is allowed to be a judge at all. None of them are allowed to take part in the examinations because the examinations are happening because the people who are, like, saying that Alana tricked her way into her shield, um, like, there was, like, this big conspiracy, I guess, to get her her shield. Um, And so the only way... they knew and they they did these things to cheat her way through it so the only way now that is like the conservatives in the government, the traditionalists uh, will agree to things is if they can have impartial quote unquote um, uh, judges do all these things. So not even Duke Gareth the Elder is allowed on these judge because panels. Because he was slightly involved with Because Alana. he was Alana's training uh, yeah. what tra- training you know, whatever Wilden is now. Yeah. Tra- training What's, master, whatever. Training master. Thank you. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, I'm missing words now. <laughs> um, and then they all pass. And after a lazy May, they all prepare for their summer camping trip in June to the Royal Forest. Okay. And that's where I stopped writing because I had to get ready. Um, <laughs> Which is chapter 10, the Royal Honestly, Forest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Basically, um, there is... The trip to camp, basically, yeah. <laughs> basically we're going to fifth grade camp. Um, so it starts out beautiful, and everybody's just kind of like, "I'm being sorry, chill. is fifth grade camp like? Is that just like a thing everywhere? Does everyone just go to fifth grade camp? I know there's sixth grade camp in most places, but I feel like we just like got in a lot of extra camps in our lives. Like I went to fifth grade camp, sixth grade camp, and seventh grade camp. Please tell us in the comments and stuff. How many times did you go to camp with your classmates? Was the, did you have a fifth grade camp? Did you have... Did you do it? Yeah. Does everybody do Other that? parts of the world, because there are people who listen to us in other parts of the world, apparently. Do you guys have, like, a camp you go to at age 10 or so? Please let us know. <laughs> um... Okay, so we're going to fifth grade camp. Um, so it starts out beautiful. Um, everything's great. And then, um... Like... By midday, I think, everything mm-hmm. turns to shit. Like, the weather is just horrible. And so, um, you know, they're they're trudging through. And, and I think it's 
one one of Joran's guys, I don't remember which one, um, but uh, is like um, <laughs> the one that me? starts with a V. <laughs> yeah, Vincent. Sure. Vincent? Vincent. Vincent. That's it. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, there's Vincent Garvey, which <laughs> that is just the that worst name. And Zahir. Name. I think those are the three boys. Garvey. Yeah. Um, your, your mother hated you. Right. Uh, but Vincent's like super not not down with this. He's like, um, we have no reason to be going in this it's horrible weather. Like it's bad for our ho- like and, and Wilden, of course, has come into he- hearing distance at that very moment because apparently Vincent hasn't learned that he's magic and teleports um, is basically what, what Kel says. And I love that. Um, so um sorry so he's like oh i'm sorry do you disagree well what would you have us do he's like well i mean we're not going it's not there's no battle we're going to so why do we not just like hole up somewhere or find the nearest town and he's like oh so i should burden the nearest town with your monstrous appetites and 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 maybe have them run low on food because you didn't like the rain it's just like god damn and and he's like oh oh so how do you feel do you agree and then one of the other boys is like i mean our horse, I think it might be Cleon or someone. Someone's like, our our horses would probably appreciate not being in the mud. Um, there, there's a bunch of boys that are like, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think we're good. I think we should chill out. And he says, well, what do you think, probationary page? She's like, I think it doesn't matter what I think. He's like, he makes a little face and she's like, I, I, that's not how it sounded, which I feel that's so hard. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, he's always like, well, how did it? how did you mean it uh which is just is such a conversation i've had before i know Um, i know i'm just thinking of the time i got in trouble for saying yes sir to tony (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god um (laughs) um but no she's just like i mean you're our commanding officer even even if we were like true knights you are the head warrior on this trail so if we you know waste time questioning your authority and and questioning your decisions then that's just time that we're you know not paying attention to our surroundings the she's like the yabani are very strict about this like uh, if somebody did this if somebody was behaving this way it's grounds for beheading yeah she's just like this isn't you know <laughs> and queen is like yeah bitch he's like she this is my it. girl <laughs> he's like Say what you will. We we raise him right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, and, much. And then he reveals to uh, Kel that the sparrows she thought she left behind have actually been trailing her and are also riding on her saddle. She's like, God damn it, you guys. I gave you extra seed. Was it really so hard to stay there? I literally asked Salma to feed you guys for me. She's like, you guys were, I let you know you were going to be cared for. Crown's like, Bitch, you tripping. Um, <laughs> I love, I forgot how much I love Crown. Like, I remember, I remember the birds and their personalities. I know. Um, but, like, <laughs> just killed me. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to Squire. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Like, so many times yeah. in this book, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're there. That's an important fact. Um, yes. So slowly but surely they make their way and um they end up at the long house where yeah. they're going to be staying um and it is that you know 
it's basically an empty place and, and she's just told, um, go build your latrine on the other side, <laughs> go dig your latrine away from the boys, um, and you're gonna sleep wherever the wildcat sleeps. Um, she wants to sleep inside, you're sleeping inside. She wants to sleep outside, you're sleeping outside. She's your designated chaperone. Um, Pretty much. Which I dig. Yeah. There could be worse chaperones. It's um, true. And then almost immediately after, basically, um, they're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna go out on the trail. Okay. Um, so Kel and Neil and Merrick climb the tree. Scouted out for us. And yeah. she's just like, I, I can't do it. And he's basic, basically, he's like, I'm giving you the tools you need. It's not about, because it's not, a, he realizes that it's not about um, what she's afraid of. It's, what, it's about what she's willing to conquer. Yeah. And so he's like, I need you to try. You cannot be a knight if you can't do this. Yeah. So you need to get up that tree. And so she yeah. gets to a certain point and then she almost falls. <laughs> The birds come to join her, and it's bizarre. Yeah. It's such a weird... And, like, they literally have to, like, get her down. Um, yeah. Mary she, like, has have panic to, like, attacks. Her down. And, um, well, she's fine, and then she, like, slips yeah. on a branch, and she just yeah. cannot take that. And then Bilden's um, like, okay, well, you got to do this every day for the next two months now. <laughs> while we're here, you're climbing trees. And, like, she's, she, at first, is kind of like, she feels like he's... Or, no, that's her. it. Neil is like, why is he picking on you? He knows you're afraid of heights. Why is he doing this to you? And she's like, he's not doing anything to me. He's helping me to get over it. I went up 23 feet today. Like, I'm getting better. Like, this is this is working. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after some, like, great camaraderie and, and, and great – it's a great camp chapter um, – she is awoken by the wildcat one night uh, because someone needs their help. Yeah. Spidrin have been spotted. They took a woman. And so Kel rolls up her sleeping bag as quick as she can because she's like, I got to go save somebody. There's somebody in the trouble. King's own, the king's own is there. Yeah. Uh, with, headed by uh, Raoul of Golden Lake. Lord Ooh. Sir. Because apparently now he's been, uh, after yeah. doing something in the he Immortals where he was, yeah. So, which is funny to me, because he was the only one in the original yeah. group of friends who wasn't there until... <laughs> just funny to me. Um, but he's Sir Lord now. Sir Lord. But uh, he, he prefers to call him Sir. sir. Um, so... Says Cassine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love... We know him from... He's in the Alana books, right? Am I wrong? See, I had that same moment. I was like, I'm pretty sure he is, but I honestly can't remember. I think he is. I think so. He seems like someone from those right? books, from the Song of the Lioness books, mm -hmm. that we got brought back. Otherwise, why did he have a name? Like, <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, also because, okay, I won't say that. Yeah, right. So, uh, for some oh, reason. Oh, I just remembered. Oh, my God. Yeah, I Sorry. know. I'm so excited. This is such oh, a good series. I forgot how much I love this series, honestly. Um, and, and I thought I remembered loving it as much as I did. Yeah. But um, for some reason, the pages, who are 11 to 13-year-olds, by the way, Reminder. Um, because because uh, Kel turns 11 at camp, and she remembers this because she gets down from the tree and is puking. <laughs> oh, I forgot that part. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the 11 to 13-year-olds are recruited to, well, plus Neil, um, <laughs> recruited to help fight the Spiderins. Uh, Lord Raoul explains the whole thing and has each page paired with one of his soldiers, and Kel is paired with a Bajir man, Kasim, who is very kind to her sparrows. And I love him. 
he, she describes him as like stony faced and then Kel's like and he's like you have a feather rash and she's like what and like she lo- realizes that all of the fe- the sparrows are on her and she's like oh I'm sorry they just they they follow me I can't control them and he like opens his hands and he has seed in it and they all fly to his hands and he just lights up and I'm like oh, I love you I know it's just like baby sweet <laughs> so um they all uh they all start searching. After a while of searching, they take a quick break, and Cal admits to the Sparrow Crown that she wishes she was Dane so she could tell them to go scout for her. <laughs> um, after they start searching again, Crown and other Sparrow come back holding a stick with fresh web on it. Cassim <laughs> um, makes her take it to Raoul, and men- after many pages vouch for Kel and her birds, Raoul decides that they should follow the birds with Kel on point. And Kel's like, no, no, what are you doing? And he's like, are these your birds or not? I mean, yeah. Do you believe they'll find it? Yeah. Okay, then you're on point. (laughs) (laughs) Then do what I'm telling you, Paige. (laughs) Because why not at this point? Uh, Not long after, the sparrows lead them to a cave where Raoul confirms via spyglass uh, that the spydrin are located there. Spydrins, apparently. Spydrins. I think that should be a non-count. Yeah, I found that strange as well. It should be a non-count noun, in my opinion. One spydrin, two spydrin, right? Yeah. Yeah, that just seems that way to me. But no, one spider and two spiderins. I don't like that. I hate I, it. I'm gonna retcon that. It's just spiderin, um, like yeah. sheep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he confirms that that's where they are located. Uh, they set about planning their attack uh, and breaking the groups up. The first and second year pages are made lookouts at the back of the party, armed with spears and torches. Um, during the fight, uh, Spidrin comes out of the stream, and Kel alerts the group with an at the rear. Seaver, whose father died by Spidrin, rushes at the thing. Uh, but Kel trips him just in time to get him out of the line of fire from the spinneret. Because she Kel- recognized it from the first chapter. Come yep. back around. Kel ends up just commanding the other pages. Like, she's like, three steps forward and stuff like that. And they just mm-hmm. do it because she's Kel. And she just has authority. She doesn't yes. know this yet. It comes but with she, her height. And it comes with her friend shape, in my that opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, she commands the other pages and they're able to live through the battle with the help of their archers. Like, And also with her spear, when the, the spidering comes to her, she immediately forgets all of her staff training <laughs> and, and weapons training and just uses the spear like a glaive and yeah. guts the fucking thing. <laughs> Love that for her. Yeah. The last day of term, after they return to the palace, the king addresses them at dinner and basically says, good job, then fucks off. Uh, Wilden <laughs> then asks Kel to come to his office after the meal, and everyone, including Kel, assumes the worst. However, he then tells her that she can return in the fall. And he literally, he's like, I'm going to talk to you like I would talk to one of my own daughters. And she's like, wait, he has children? He's like, family? I, I mean, I guess I assumed he had a wife and kids, but like, I didn't contextualize that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But he's like, you know, you're you're going to start changing after this next year. Like, you're going to start hitting puberty. Your body's going to be changing in ways that won't be able to reverse if you keep on this, you know, track. And, you know, I urge you to think it over. And she's like, so I can't come back. And he's like, if you want to return in the fall, you can. I'm just asking you to think about it. <laughs> and I absolutely love it because it's like, okay, it's not that you can't. You are absolutely physically capable and 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 mentally. Ca- I see that now, um, but I but I still want to look out for you. I still am um, old school protective papa who believes that 
regardless, women need to be protected. Yeah. And so I'm I'm going to talk to you as such. And it's it's like yeah. it's it's super old school and not necessary, but at the same time it comes from a good place. Yeah. And he's tr- I love it. Yeah. It's not out of like it's not malicious. Yeah. Um it's just like misguided. Um 2 weeks after the end of term and after moving to her parents' townhome in Chorus, Cal receives a package. Much like the other ones she's received that year, it is plainly wrapped with no note. Inside is a beautiful tilting saddle that's like incredibly expensive. After examining the saddle, Cal finds a note in a secret compartment. The note says, God is blessed, Lady Page. And that's Basically, the last thing in the book. Okay, and and spoilers for who the anonymous person is. Basically, so Raul totally just went and told Alana. And she was oh, like, yeah. oh, she enjoys tilting. Because Alana didn't really care about that. Um, no. Alana is she too was small. Terrible at, She's way too small. Way too small. Kel is a large person. Already, she like, is. taller than... Um, She's literally taller than her dad now. Yep. She grew three inches. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's so good. And honestly, and you'll, you'll have to my favorite part is everybody assumes the worst. And so everybody says their goodbyes to her. They do. And, and she says their good, her goodbyes to everyone. And she said, I'll miss you, Peach Blossom, but I know that they'll take care of you. And, da, da, da. and They just, will take care of you. Maybe she'll buy him like she said she would. And then she leaves Wilden's office just shouting their names in the halls saying, I get to come back. <laughs> I know. But I, and it like, as they're all leaving the mess hall and everything, Saber's like, she saved my life. <laughs> I love it. Oh, they're all so sweet. They're her boys. I love This her entire boys. series should be renamed as Kel and the boys. and her Kel boys. And the boys. Kel and her boys. They're her boys specifically. They are. They all are. And it gets like, and that, in Lady Night, I'm so excited. Oh my god. Guys, yeah. this, this, like, okay, I would rate this book at, like, a, maybe three and a half to four stars out of five. It's good. Yeah. It, it is. It's just, it's a solid book. Um, I would say that Lady Night in this book, in this series, is a five-star book. It's one of the best yeah. books I've read in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. So, I am so excited. So, what was our favorite part of this book? Kel. Um, God. Um, I love so much of this book. Honestly. Like, honestly, the, the, the chapter of them going um, to camping is is sincerely just joyful. I, I enjoy it so much. And it just had like, like so much of this book is, 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 is really good and just rich. And Tammy like got her groove and she just, she like she knew, um, what she had for originally had for the the training and she took it and made it better and so she had that all nice and solid so she could just like put story around what she already knew they were going to be doing and it's just like oh nice has much more structure than hogwarts you know (laughs) yeah it does like so much more structure i I love it i just really enjoy the world building like we're learning so much about how the kingdom functions Mm-hmm. And it gets even better in, in the later books. And we really go, we go, we, like, if you're not a fan of things like having to have, having them learn about like inventory management and stuff <laughs> like that, then this might not be the series for you. But we <laughs> fucking love this shit. Yes. <laughs> so, just the day to day shit. The things that the people that like the regular everyday soldiers do, 
you know, not just the nights and shit like that. Oh my God. It's so good. I'm so excited guys. And we're going to, in the next one, we're going to meet some of my favorite characters. Lalasa is in the next one. She's so good. Um, What's our least favorite part of this book? I can't think of anything about this book I don't like. Yeah, honestly, the things that I don't like are things you're not supposed to like. So yeah. it's that's exactly what you're supposed to be feeling. Um, uh, like, honestly. Like, it's, it's, I can't, and it's like, I can't. Kel doesn't realize, but she is... She is more of a trailblazer than Alana is. Yeah. Um, because she is being given these rules. Because she is having to prove herself so that every other girl doesn't have to. Yeah. And she's being unapo- unapologetically her mm-hmm. in this entire series. She's not trying to fit what other people are. She's not trying to blend in. She is going in being Kel. And she is going in straight up being like, okay, well... I'm going to do what's right, even if other people don't care. I'm going to do, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be the girl, even though they want to, like, make me forget it or feel bad about it. I'm going to show them that I'm a girl and I don't care. I don't forget this. I'm not trying to be one of the boys. I am trying to be a knight and I'm trying to be me while doing it. And I just (laughs) absolutely adore this. Yes. Absolutely. I... I love it in contrast with uh, Alana because of how she constantly was like berating herself for girly things and things like that, you know, whereas Kel is just like, man, I just do what I do. Yeah. And she has such like a a pretty laid back, like, just like we do what we do family that it's just like. (laughs) And I, what I love is that while I see Alana as more gender fluid and Mm -hmm definitely non-binary. I see Kel, Kel is very much, she is definitely, like, she's female, and that's how she feels. Mm-hmm. But she's doing it in a gender non-conforming way. Yes. So she is very in touch with, I am I am a girl, and I agree that I am a girl, and I don't <laughs> want to be anything other than girl, but the way I interact with girlhood is different than how other people do it. And I'm not going to care just because of that. Yeah. She she was in the first chapter she's going on about like I mean, okay, so she'd ha- she could she was going over like her options since she uh, yeah. viewed. She's like, "No, I'm not going to be a fucking probationary like yeah. member of this group. Nobody else has to do it. Fuck that." Um which I love. But I don't um, Yeah, and then she's like, "But I don't want to go to convent school either." Yeah, it's like, "I don't want to go to convent school and I don't want to wait around uh, to be eligible for a queen's rider." Like You have to be 15 to do that. Yeah. I might be living in the Yamani Islands by then. <laughs> so it's just like... God, it's I good. Love, it's just it's a good so, book. It no, really no. is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Who's our favorite character? Oh my god, I have so many. Kel. We, again, we fucking relate this back to the Alana books, and everybody's got so much character. Each of the boys has a character. It's not They're like not Francis. Inter- They're not Francis. They're not Francis. Did Francis ever say anything? No, he just died. He just died. Whereas all of these, as a a figure, to die. And all of these boys, they and they continue through all of the books, Mm -hmm. and they are still recognizably them. Yeah, like Cleon is still Cleon by the last book. 
Merrick is still Merrick, <laughs> and so is Seaver, and they just grow up to be yeah. these just men who can they continue to be her boys, and I just yeah. And we haven't really met good. Owen yet, but Owen stays to be her boy too. <laughs> I love Owen. He's uh, in the next book. I love so many characters in, in this series specifically. Who's uh, our least favorite character? I mean, like the the bad guys, I guess. I know, know it's just, just like, like yeah. But the thing is, is that there's still great character. I think yeah. the worst character is Zahir because he doesn't have a personality other than um, xenophobia. Like and what's he crazy is. is- he disappears after... He does. He literally uh, disappears. And there's that nothing that they say. He is replaced with Garvey. Yeah. What bananas. is here? I... See, I feel like I remember him coming back. He so does, I think. So it might just be that that interaction, that that got something out, that jostled something in him. I hope, if I'm remembering correctly, that that was just him, his tipping point of, I'm not going to hang out with the bullies anymore. I don't, I don't remember, fight though. Anymore. He just literally, it's that, like, fight in weapons practice. And then he, I noticed, it was like, and then he was Garvey. And I was like, yeah. where did Zaheer go? I, I and honestly he, expected there to be a follow-up to that. Like, he was And then there wasn't. <laughs> so as as far as I know, maybe he, I don't remember. I think he oh, comes back. And I love the casual drop of, because they're talking about, um... When she's af- she's afraid of heights, and they're like, "What next? He's gonna have you uh, run up to um, the the tallest tower." Um, yeah, Baylor's needle. Yeah, um, and <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh no, pages aren't allowed up there because one year after failing his exams, a kid killed himself." Yeah, just dropping that just in there. Threw himself off the fucking roof. They just so pages are no longer like, allowed. The fuck? Yeah, Caswell. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, he just jumped off six years ago. (laughs) Just like, what the fuck? But yeah. So uh, we like all the characters. Um, We like all the parts of the book. Is there any favorite part of the book that you can think of that we haven't already talked about? There's just a bunch of moments, honestly. I think I talked about most of my favorite moments. It's all just, it's all just so good. Great. There's great interaction, great fucking (sighs) character growth in such a short time but like yeah. not not um unbelievable character growth everything is very rooted it's good yeah um what is your head canon for this what is your head canon for this book well until proven otherwise that thing about zahir <laughs> yeah you know um but what was one I uh, I my head canon is um all of the teachers are taking bets about uh, which boys are in love with Kel. Because um, <laughs> she won't notice. <laughs> no, she doesn't. And that's like a running joke with the faculty um, that like uh, Taka has has like, he he's the one who's like, no, it's Cleon. Uh, <laughs> but Miles is like, I don't know. Maybe it's Neil, you know. Like, um, no, Ed, no. You know, Bell is like, hmm, I don't know. That Merrick is, maybe it's Merrick. <laughs> So I think that's what's happening here. Yes. Is that all of the faculty are like, I don't know. Let's figure, let's, let's just think. Who is it? <laughs> Those things you do when you're just around kids and you're like, well, what do you think that one's going to do? <laughs> who, do you, who do you think that one's going to be? Like, when I was working with elementary schoolers, it was a lot of like, ah, that one's the little lesbian. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a game that we would play in um, theater in um, yeah. the makeup room. We would... Yeah. We would be like, yeah, who's going to be gay? 
It was a, it was a lot of them actually. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I was right about every single one so far. Well, pretty much, but she just she's never going to get there. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, and yeah, I think she just got engaged to a man. She did. And I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. like, oof, really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um. But what was, okay, you already said what your headcanon yeah. is. It's about Zaheer. Um, and and so, yeah. also the part where Raul just kept reporting back to Alana. Alana, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that has to be legit. Like, that I don't know if they, be. I don't know if they ever, like, say that that's what happens, but that's totally what happens. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this was almost two hours long. So it this would be I'm fun sorry. for me to edit. Um, yeah. So what are we reading next month, sister? Next month, we get to actually just be a page you know she finally is a uh, past that test period and it's called page it is uh, great names for this one it's first test page squire lady knight love it straightforward so just good. like kel yes absolutely <laughs> so yeah as a reminder i'm risa i am ariana and uh oh yeah keep on reading <laughs> <laughs>